This is episode 170. I'm used to the dive. <laughs> that didn't sound dirty at all. I'm used to the dive. I'm used to the dive. Give me a couple more. <laughs> um, I'm used to the dive. Do one as Walter Cronkite. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know if I know Walter Cronkite well enough to do that. All right, do um, one as uh, like do a, one as a vampire that just ate a lemon. That's way more specific. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody knows what it would sound like, so you could do anything you want. Oh, oh it goes fine. like this: I'm used to the dive. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say this is like the seven-year anniversary episode with not a single bell in it, but that's the one. Yep, that's the bell. I managed. I, I reached over right before. It's the tone control. It's seven years. Go. Ubiquitous Justin spells Craig wrong a couple of times and then gets it right, and then the show begins. <laughs> Man. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Am yeah, I right? You are. My computer has 4% battery. Oh, dear. Uh, so so here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. First and foremost, it's this is our seven-year anniversary on the show, but let's not concentrate on that. The point is... My wife got a new computer at work, and okay. um, so it's a new MacBook Air. Uh, so now both of our computers have the they, – they don't have MagSafe uh, chargers mm-hmm. anymore. So we have just like – there's like four MagSafe chargers in this house just that we've accumulated. But we definitely yeah. don't have any extras of the new kind, the USB-C kind. So she brings mm-hmm. her computer home and isn't used to bringing a charger home. And so she needs my charger to charge her shit. And then my computer dies. And then I come in here and it's like, but I'm already like two minutes late. And my computer's like, sorry, boy, I can't turn on just because you plug me in. Yeah. I have to sit here for a minute. Got to just get all warmed up, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Do some stretches. So it's all right. I'm here. Hey, man, seven years. Yeah. Like... This is we didn't talk about this beforehand, like with the audience that much. But um, this episode is essentially the seven year anniversary because it's biweekly. It's not exactly like the same thing, but yeah. And we have um, these like times where we skipped episodes or whatever. But sure, like this but is seven years ago. This week is when we decided to first record the show, and yeah. here we are. Still doing it for some reason. S- still doing it. 170 <laughs> episodes later, uh, I'm starting yeah. to feel pretty uh, professional about it now. I, I get now is the time when I tell people like I am a podcaster. Like that is the, the <laughs> thing. And like, not I do a podcast. Like I'm a podcaster. You know. So if you meet somebody who says that they do a podcast, you say, "Yeah, talk to me when you've done it for seven years." <laughs> I'm assuming you'd need to put on that kind of old timey yeah. accent in order to right. really get the point across. Yeah, turn around, amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's been—I I did not prepare anything to like speak to the anniversary of this show. But yeah. I guess every year when it comes around, I'm always like, "Oh man, like we did it. That's like pretty cool and pretty crazy." And it's a little hard to think it's been going that long because time is definitely accelerating. 
and right, right, <laughs> nothing to worry about there. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. I think a while back, I was talking to Brian at the Tone Jerks or somebody. We were talking about podcasts and talking about guitar podcasts and stuff. And whoever it was, it may have even been Eric, I don't know, it was a long time ago, said that we were like kind of one of the OG guitar podcasts. And I find that really hard to believe. Mm. But then then they were like, you've been doing it for like seven years. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really? like before the tone jerks and stuff. And I a lot of other podcasts publish yeah. weekly, which we just don't have time in our lives for and not really how the show works at this point. So like, right, exactly. It's, it's sort of like, um, they, they just get so far ahead, right? Even though it's not, not by time, but just so many episodes. It's it's the, right. It's 52 episodes a year. So, and like, here we are at 170, we're only doing like 25 episodes a year, but it's still like, I don't know. It's, it's just weird to think about that. We've been, Doing it for so long, I guess. Doug says we've been doing it before Brian Wampler was doing his podcast. Huh. I, Which I, like, of Wampler I Pedals. I mean, that doesn't yeah, really well, matter. No, I, but get like, who, <laughs> I get who Wampler Pedals is. Um, yeah, that's, you know, that's fine. Uh, yeah. So Discord is asking me if I'm registered to vote. I didn't yeah, feel like this was going to be something I needed to tell Discord. Yeah. Every place I go on the internet has been asking me if I'm all set to vote, where to yeah. go, if you need resources. I've been getting lots of text messages from some numbers, mm-hmm. you know. For years, I've been getting political action text messages from uh, New Hampshire phone numbers, which I always immediately block, and they're never from the same number twice. Hmm. And they're always for someone called Heather. Oh. I, she sounds like first, a bitch. She, <laughs> <laughs> At first, I tried convincing them that I wasn't Heather. Uh, they weren't having any of that. Yeah. So then I just started blocking them. Also, it doesn't slow them down. Yep, yep. Oh, I have a good one. Okay. I got a, I got a text from like, oh, it's so-and-so from blah, blah, blah's campaign. Like, you know, election yeah. day is coming up because like the New Hampshire one is on Tuesday and stuff. So there's a lot of things happening up here. And... I've just been a lot of those you kind of get opted in for, and it's like reply stop to to yeah. stop, you know. So I replied stop, and I got a message back that said, "Okay, sorry, I'll remove you from the list." <laughs> like so it was a, a person. It was a real person. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got like I was. Yeah. I thought the story was going to end with and. They definitely just use the stop thing to confirm that it's an active phone number, and then they start pestering you more. No, so I, they wrote back. I was like, "Oh shoot, sorry, I didn't know someone was on this on the other end of this." Yeah. Like, yeah, I got my ballot in the mail today. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I feel like actually responding. It was so funny. Like, oh, sorry, Holy we'll God. take you off the list. Thanks. What? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I mean, okay. Apparently there's a bunch of there's a bunch of voter nastiness going on. So yeah, like do it. Check 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 to make sure you're actually registered and you weren't purged or something. Um, and yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, and also in, do in a favor. year or so we won't live in a totalitarian dictatorship. Also check with your actual state. Don't just check with one of those sites that checks states for you because a few of those told me I was not registered, but I in fact am. So just hmm. double check with your actual state website or wherever you would do that. Oh, that's disappointing to hear. Yeah. Because a couple of podcasts have told me to go to vote.org, which is what yeah, Discord vote. was telling org. me. 
vote.org said I was not registered. It says like you weren't you're either not registered or we can't find you, which means yeah. that my state has not I guess supplied the information or or whatever. Right. But they're like click here to find your state website and they've just got them all listed and I went in and it said like yeah, you're good to go. So just triple check that and uh do your thing, man. Yeah. All right. You so, know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of that was an early meme. You kind of winded up into that, like wound up into that. Like it was. I realized I was going to do it about partway through. <laughs> yeah, like, you just like hey, went full bore into it. It was like, oh man, <laughs> everybody, including Bill O'Reilly, is going to be glad to know I am in fact registered to vote in the state of Ohio. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I got my ballot here on my desk. I got to fill it out and bring it back tomorrow. It's all good, man. All right. So, so I mean, what should we do? Uh, seven, seven years of guitars. Can we just talk about something else for once? <laughs> we did that when we talked about Kentucky. We did that for seven, almost eight minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm for seven years, notes. and for for how long has how long has Pedal Genie been a sponsor of the show? I believe they came in. Um, in episode 11 is what rings a bell for me. I could go back really? through the archive when when the Google decides to work again. Oh, it might be going. Hang on. Stand by. All right, well, anyway, I'll, let's I'll check this. our archive notes later. But yes, Pedal Genie's okay. been with us almost since the beginning. That's amazing. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. Yes, Pedal Genie has been with us for very for seven years. I mean, we only did a uh-huh. half a year's worth of episodes uh, before they hopped on, which, like, I still sometimes think... It probably like, took us a while to get those half a dozen out, though, or a dozen or whatever. We were doing every other week, I think, right from the start. Um, I've always published on Mondays, but we didn't always record on okay. Thursdays. That was a new thing from having to start with Discord, basically. Because we needed to, uh, like, our, that's our true. Patreon... We used to- well, it used to vary. We would often be on Thursdays, yeah. but it used to vary. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, oh, no, I guess better. this is fine. Nothing. I was just going to check my Pedal Genie account and see if they'd tell me how long I've been here. View uh, all orders. Oh, no. <laughs> I have 12 pages. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking today I should go into my wish list and kind of clean house, see if there's anything new that I want to add to that. Yeah. Although the pedal I got today, or... You know, a few days ago for today's episode has been on my list for a while and I'm really mm-hmm. excited about it. I'm glad That's it's cool. here. So first pedal I got shipped to me on the 7th of April, 2014. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was not far. So we started in September of 13. Um, so it was the, right. the spring of the following year when they came on. It was the Earthquaker Devices Arpanoid Polyphonic hmm. Pitch Arpeggiator. My first Pedal Genie pedal was the JHS Superbolt, I think it's called. It's the one with the lightning bolt. It's like a pale blue box. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it does exactly. I think it's one of those like very specific amps from a very specific year put yeah, into a pedal yeah. box. Sounds um, right. Some of those early pedals I got, it was so fun. It's still so fun. But I, I remember like I got the box of rock. From Zvex, I got the mm-hmm. uh, Walrus Audio Mayflower early on. Um, the Empress Delay, the Empress Tape Delay. What else? Some really good stuff. 
Well, I closed the um, window. I could have gone right down the list. <laughs> that's all right. But I mean, we've always had different pedals. That's the thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's a. Uh, it's been a whole. It's been a whole seven years. I'm like yeah. having a moment. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all yeah. right. It's, it's good though. I I feel like, you know, it it the evolution of the. I I really you know what I should have done is gone back and listened to a, a few like cuts oh, yeah. like a, an episode or two from each year <laughs> yeah. uh, or something I, I didn't have the presence of mind or the time or inclination to do that but that would have been fun um but just like all the different the the bits that we like yeah. thought of and then did for like one episode and never <laughs> did it again. immediately abandoned yeah remember yeah. we were gonna rate things by how many beer cans we opened i do remember that we tried <laughs> to get that, that one going exactly for a long time half of an episode well we like we did it and then we tried to re- keep remembering to do it and it was like yeah. every three episodes we're like oh fuck, we forgot the thing um what else hey we in did, the we chat did... let's think have every, everybody who's here uh what what's your favorite bit that we immediately dropped <laughs> <laughs> I would also kind of like to know, for as long as people have been listening, what has been yeah. your favorite tone control moment? And mm. if you're not listening live, please let us know. Either pop us, pop into the uh, Discord and let us know, or find us on Facebook, Twitter, email. Leave it in a review on iTunes, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, Itty Bitty Knobs from OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi. Itty Bitty Knobs was the first episode. The very first? Wow. The first one, yeah. Uh, the creation of butt guests. means <laughs> guests. Yeah. yeah. Um, some some guest stuff possibly coming in the near to now. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how far near to now, but definitely at least one guest in the works. Oh, do you think it? Do you think? Um, do you think it has anything to do with this box I got in the mail that says "Do not open until episode"? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how can I possibly know? I don't know. It seems like it's a secret. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, it's, we'll have to see what that. We'll have to see what's it's a heavy in that box. Whenever whatever is going to happen happens. It's a heavy box. It's a heavy boy. So, um, yeah, favorite tone control moment. Let us know. And this episode I, it was also kind of coincidentally a slow news cycle. I guess I didn't really see a lot that seemed very exciting. It was out to of put in the show notes for the tone control seven year anniversary. Yeah. Just. Some goddamn respect, you know? Yeah. It's nice every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so I did put the word out in Discord uh, for like, hey, we actually kind of need something to talk about this time. And yeah. a few suggestions came in that are more conversational than they are. Th- there's no gear news. So they're more conversational things, which is one of the things we tried to do on the show early on. Right. Let's talk about a little bit of news and then have a topic that we very quickly abandon, and the tone jerks do way better than we do. <laughs> it, I, I just found it difficult to always have a topic, and so I felt like I was committing to something that I couldn't necessarily keep up with. But I love yeah. topics when we when we come up with them, as long as it's not like something that I always have to do or something. Correct. Correct. Um, oh, I don't like having notes. rules holding me down, man. Show notes are loading slow and steady for me right now, but I have it here well, on my okay. phone. It's okay. There's almost nothing here. There's almost nothing <laughs> Do you want there. Me to it's tell a, you? It's a great week for this to happen. I got it here on my phone. So oh, okay. um, Eric sent me a message asking, like, bass gear for guitarists? Question mark. Oh yeah, for sure. Basically wants to know, like, as someone who is a guitar player who is far enough along with guitar stuff, 
like to get a base, get some base gear to probably, we didn't talk about this mm. specifically, but to like, I'm assuming aid with songwriting or to just have something a little bit different around. I have a bass, you have a okay. bass. Yeah. Um, like what is some, I, I don't know if I would ever like be someone's bassist, but I like adding yeah. bass to my pedal demos now and then, or if I'm working on a song right. really heavily, I might add bass. So the, the question, I guess, or the, the conversation is like some affordable options for gear, either amps or modeling or anything in between. Um, yeah. Options for guitarists who are plenty far along, knows how all the gear works, but just hasn't spent any time doing bass stuff. Hmm. Um, so here's the thing. I don't have a bass amp here. But yeah. when I want to play bass, I plug one of my amps into a bass speaker that I have. I have a little like 110 that used to be a, a combo amp, and I actually I pulled the amp out of it and sealed it up. So it's a little 110 speaker cab bass speaker. Because uh, that's the big thing is like uh, there isn't fundamentally anything different about a guitar amp or a bass amp except – sort of the way the tone stack is probably designed, you know, there'll be design specific things, but fundamentally it's the same thing. And there's no reason that your bass can't sound cool in a guitar amp. And there's plenty of bass players who are famously used uh, guitar amps. uh, Although. And and vice versa. Yeah. Some of the most famous. Yeah. 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 The Fender Basement, for example. (laughs) For example, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but, but like, I just have like my, my rando tube amps up here on the shelf. Um, and the, the louder one typically sounds better. The other one's kind of a, a voxy thing and it's a mm-hmm. little bit weak for, cause that's the thing is you kind of do want like more wattage in order to kind of sound right, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, as as Brian said, when this conversation started, Helix, of course. Right. Like I, I mean, I've had a bass for many years. I have a crummy Squire jazz bass that was kind of an impulse buy and was really just like, oh, I I want to ground on bass, and and mm-hmm. for no other reason than to just have it. And the thing that was always a bummer for me was that I just didn't really want to invest in a bass amp because, yeah. like, that was that was. <laughs> A step too far, you know. Like that was gonna. Yeah, be I mean, like, you don't you don't need to if you're not gonna play out with it. Yeah. So I was just putting it into my guitar amp and stuff, and it sounded fine, and it was fun to play around on bass. And then I would use things like Bias or you know a tiny, um, or like Pod Farm at the time, all that kind of stuff. So now with Helix, yeah. I definitely don't need any sort of bass amp. But I think if you were talking about gear specifically, um, bass wise, I think you can't beat some kind of made in Mexico Fender. For like yeah, a really on the wall back here, a really rock solid option, and if you're like wanting to save even more money, like just get the Squire stuff. You know, there's they're perfectly fine, and a lot of that stuff is really easy to modify if you do and and end up wanting to yeah. invest a little more time and money into it without trading gear. Um, yeah, and then sort of, sort of the platform that you're approaching that answer from is like this is this is not your main thing. Anyway, yeah. like the question yeah, so, is, I'm a guitarist. Should I get a bass? Yeah, like like a Mexico J bass or or a P bass. Yes, Eric's asking if there's a short scale Fender bass. There is. They make, I think it's a Mustang bass. Uh, that's short scale. And I don't know. Just like there's a huge difference between the P and the J bass, and you might just have to go try them out to get the feel. Yeah. But like other affordable overseas options for basses, I would totally recommend. Um, definitely. 
Sansamp because like it's the greatest thing for a reason. Everyone uses the Sansamp for a reason. Yeah. Also, like if you if money is no object, dark glass. Just get all the dark glass stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, their their amps are oh, just just a thing of, a thing of beauty. They're well, they're behemoths in a very small package. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, but and the pedals are are truly outstanding. But seriously, all of the last. 10, 12, at least 10 uh, rock song mixes that I've done, I threw out whatever the bass player gave me and just used a sans amp on their DI. Yeah. And it was like the sound for the thing. Yeah. And like, and that's not to say like that you couldn't get the right sound, but it's like, it's simpler at a certain point. Um, and well, that, and that just, you know, goes to show like, yeah, Helix is probably great. Probably whatever. I mean, they're like, they like, they, uh, Doug was saying, there is there is differences in the way a bass amp tone stack is set up, the way their gain stage. I mean, they they probably aren't made to distort as fast or as soon, and typically mm-hmm. they don't even have a distortion in them. And the tone, kind of the center frequencies for adjustments are are different. There's typically like a sweepable mid, for example, yeah. or something like that. But that doesn't mean you need that. Right. You know, and a lot of times you're just going to yeah. like, I mean, sometimes this is another situation where like, this is your second thing. Like if, if you're really yeah. getting into it, then yeah, get like a proper thing and, and probably get the dark glass <laughs> or, or yeah. just get like a PA power amp and a sans amp pedal. And <laughs> totally, <laughs> you know, that I would think, um, not that long ago, Kevin Billingsley said who, who mixed our album and is a friend yeah. of the show and we've known for a very long time. Um, he said something, I think on Twitter somewhere that was like, you know, in, in being in a studio like the one he's in, having all the gear, having all the bands come in with all this great stuff is really fun. And it's great to experiment with all kinds of gear. But so many times at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, this sounds great. Anyway, grab the P-Bass and the Sansamp and let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. you just, you know, like put everything else down. At, like, it's the Les Paul and the Marshall. It's the Sansamp and the P-Bass. It's the... There's these classic combos of things, and they're classic for a reason. And I think yeah. for something that's going to be your second thing, just get the stuff you know is going to work so you can just enjoy playing bass and kind of get into it a little bit, and then you can experiment. Right, right. Brian, uh, the the moment, a fantastic tone control moment, cable that had a tube, it looks like a snake eating an egg. Do you remember this? I just did a search trying to find it. And I can't, I can't find a cable with a tube. I remember there being a cable with, uh, didn't, uh, didn't Proco make a cable with like a distortion pedal in it, like in line? Maybe. Like the, the rat cable. I remember that. Um, there's all these other cable. cables that have like fancy things. The rat tail, right? <laughs> um, cable with a tube. I can't find any it. of this stuff. Cable with a tube in it. We also do have some other show note documents that are. Oh, my show notes loaded. <laughs> yeah, rat tail distortion cable. Instrument cable with still tube see one in with a it. tube in it. Yeah. Um, that seems fragile and stupid. And that's probably yeah. what we said if that was a real thing. <laughs> um, everything I'm finding has like, oh, what's the difference between a speaker cable and an instrument cable? Man, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's a good... Good touch on the bass stuff. You want to move on? Sure. Why are we never satisfied with our signal chain? 
Yeah, Jamie asked that, and oh. it occurred to me that you don't really I'm have satisfied. a signal chain. Y'all can yeah. get <laughs> I'm very satisfied with my signal chain right now, um, but that's the thing. It's a big right now. Yeah. Well, what he's so, what he's really talking about is is that it's it's not like acutely like am I actually satisfied right now? It's yeah, like forever. The, 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 the constant churn of products and like here's the new thing and before um, but but my god, my brain's exploding now. The allergies have gotten all the way back, so they're 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 in the brainstem. The, they're in the brainstem now. I can't. I'm I'm gonna if I stop breathing, you guys gotta call nine one one. Um true bypass. Oh god, <laughs> I feel like I just woke up out of a coma. <laughs> you know, true bypass like sort of bubbled up and then became a craze, right? And now it's starting mm-hmm. to fall back off again and people are like, Oh, there's actually some good reasons to not have everything always be true bypass. Yep. So Yep. And even high quality buffers existing now. Not just right, like crummy, right. crappy buffers that get in your way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm the most happy with my current signal chain and pedal board and guitar rig setup. I think maybe that I've ever been. I really love how everything's going. But Justin has ducked away. He's indisposed. So I'm just going to keep vamping on <laughs> on my guitar rig. So I think the question or the, the situation is that like I was Justin trying said, to blow my nose. <laughs> There's so much gear all the time. And if no new gear ever came out, you would probably find something you were very happy with and be like, I'm good, you know? But the so fact the companies that, like, can't let this happen. Right. So this one trick, companies don't want you to know. <laughs> Stop reading the news. Stop yeah. listening to the tone control. But <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, oh. That's us. Um, I think, though... It's when something else comes out where you're like, I didn't know I wanted that. <laughs> right yeah, when Helix yeah. stuff started coming out, it was like, oh, now I see. Right. Now someone has explained to me the use case for someone like me. I get it now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so, a whole cause thing. Because like you, you were probably very satisfied with a lot of things, and then the Helix yeah. comes out, and at first it's like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. They really shrunk that thing down, and then a week goes by, and it's like, you know, that thing only costs how much? Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it wiggles its way into your brainstem like yeah. some nasty and, and, allergies. And you start doing a little more research, you start hearing examples, and you're like, you know what, I can't actually tell the difference. I can't tell yeah. which one is better or worse or whatever. And then you get one, and it's this great standalone unit. And you're like, this is so cool. It sounds amazing. And then you're like, but how can I put this into my whole thing? And it's just this endless thing, right? It was it was yeah. so great to have the HX stomp by itself. It was a, an amazing piece of gear. Incorporating it into my pedal board, where it's now <laughs> it's the pedal board is in the effects loop that the HX stomp is on. <laughs> That's the rig. Like it's so incredible. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I, I don't think that I'm, was one of my that was one of my favorite tone control moments, by the way. <laughs> the the pedal boardception. The, yeah. The, yeah. The effects loop that is in the effects it's loop on of the, the thing. Loop. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's not for me anyway. I know some people are always like tinkering and being like, no, nah, it always could be better. Everybody chases the sound in their head. Yeah. But that's like half the fun of doing all this. That's why this show right. exists. <laughs> it know? also kind of, it, 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 there's a, there's a shifting mood, at least for me. I, I felt like um, I spent a lot of time where it was like no, nothing was quite. 
<clears throat> nothing was quite fully satisfied. Everything was like just finding that extra little bit. And like, oh, if took, I could just get a better like delay tone or something, like if I could just get this, yeah, then we'd be like, fine. Yeah. Right down to when I when I'm assembling my telecaster and like the pots that are in here, these are Born's pots. But like those are like the fifth set of pots that have ever been in this guitar. You know, there was the the cheapy stuff it came with, and then I put I put in something better, and then I got this stuff that was like uh, sent to me from like Germany or something, mm. and they came like like pre done with with the tone oh, capacitor like, a, like on a it. harness. Well, no, it wasn't a harness. Uh, sorry, excuse me. They were just pots, but oh. it had the capacitor onto the tone pot already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then like I basically just had to install it into the guitar, and those were really nice, but. I actually, I think I screwed it up. Like, I think I overheated the the shell um, on one of them. And it, so it, like, slowly got scratchier and scratchier over time. Oh, I um, see. And that's when I got these Borns pots. Now, Borns is totally different. Like, they, it was actually cheaper. I think it sounds just as good, but it was actually cheaper than the stuff from Germany. Mm-hmm. But it, instead of, like, it doesn't have the, the pan like a, the metal pan, like a regular pot does. Like the whole thing is like a plastic cube. It's like about the size oh. of a dice die. Interesting. And, and then it's got tabs, like wire tabs. So you're never hmm. like, you're never grounding to the shield, which is the thing that screwed me up, right? Like I couldn't get the thing to heat up enough to, anyway, whatever, soldering. Um, so the Borns pots is like really, really easy to work with and that you don't have to work to a pan, which is like a giant heat sink and makes it right, sort of right. difficult to solder. Uh, and that's what's in there now. They've they've stayed flawless. And in fact, it was so easy to work with that I experimented with different tone caps after that. So I still wasn't done. I was still yeah <laughs> around with the thing. Well, it's like stuff like pots and caps. Even the most expensive tone cap, mm. it's not terribly expensive. No, right. Like which like is why by, you can get away with with getting yeah. something that's like a hand rolled paper and oil thing. Exactly. So I think it's just the if you're into it. At this level, like you already know, right? That that's why you're not satisfied. Is that I don't know if it's about satisfaction as much as it is potential for it to sound better. Yeah, and and you do eventually like I I felt like there was a ceiling, like mm-hmm. at this and then so I did I I was that into it that I was doing all that crap and I was getting the the doing the whole pedal board with George L's cable and stuff, and then those um the George L's things they're not soldered and they they start to wiggle loose after a while or something. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just had like occasional issues where I'd have to cut them and reapply. Like, re, yeah, cut the end and re, right. like, re-kink re- re-crimp it. Yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so eventually I just stopped that and I just got some regular cable and some like right angle jack things and soldered them all together. And yeah, yeah. And, and it's probably not as like low capacitance as the George L's was like this very pure thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I just didn't care anymore because the George, like that 5% or 10% or whatever it was, wasn't worth it to me that every month and a half I had to like take the whole pedal board apart and retrim all the ends. Yeah. And I also think it's not worth it because in like whose golden ears are going to be able to tell? You know, like in, in what yeah. setting is my band playing in that that 5% right. matters? <laughs> right. There isn't one. And if you're really getting down to it, like if you're going to record, let's say, get new cables. Like that's fine. But sure. even if you got brand new off the shelf manufactured cables that are sealed on the ends, they're still brand new. They don't need to be these like crazy, you know, custom yeah. length, everything. But 
Yeah, it's that squeezing a little more tone out, like Doug says in the chat. It's, <laughs> I think it's, opt- like you said also, it's, it's optimizing. You're kind of trying to get that little bit extra to make it a little bit better. And you just sort of keep doing a little bit more. And I'm guilty of it. I've got guitar pedals all over the damn place. I've got yeah, guitars yeah. all over the place. <laughs> I think it, it goes really, I, I think, hand in hand with... Um, Collecting, there's a certain collector aspect to guitardom, and I'm super guilty of this. People just, well, I want, uh, I want that Telecaster because it's got this different kind of pickup configuration, or I want that Stratocaster because it's got a blender and it's different from my other Stratocaster. And you kind of want all of these other tonal options because what if? And you're kind of curating this great collection of gear. And so much of it is, is works of art anyway. Yeah, I was talking to someone today about, it's actually been posted in our Discord, somebody, a friend of mine is selling a 1996 50th anniversary Jaguar, Fender Jaguar. It's great. It looks brand new. It's super clean, comes with the original case, and I was like, I don't need this, nor can I afford it, but I have to know. Like, what is the what is the price? Because, or, or like, what are you trading? Because... What what if there is something I have that you want that I don't want, yeah. and I can get this guitar that I don't need but would love to have in my collection? Yeah, and it was eleven hundred dollars. So I was like, well, you know, I I don't have eleven hundred dollars burning a hole in my pocket, so I'm going to move on. But I'm still thinking like, I don't own a Jaguar, but I wouldn't hate yeah. owning a Jaguar. Right, right. I probably wouldn't sell it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, truly. So I, I heard you had a, a Pedal Genie pedal. I, for some reason, don't. Hmm. Uh, I came in here and I was like, wait a second, do I have? And I looked all around my studio and I don't. So I, either either I misplaced it or I, I just don't understand, like, because I, I swear I had enough time. But I wonder if it's, like, in the mailbox right now. <laughs> no, because I checked. I checked because it was Thursday. Anyway, you have one. I do. Uh, do you do you, is the thing in the Dropbox playable? Yeah, or is it need it's, it's a, oh, okay. No, it's it's playable. I so the demo this week has no drums, no bass. Um, okay. I had to kind of whip it together because I'm not going to have a lot of time to do yeah. something like that. But um, can well, I that's please cool. open? So Google has just given me a super hard time. Open um, this link, Google. God damn it! Yeah, um, sorry. I'll I'll find it in a second. You we got a we got a a, a few minutes of butts to chew through first. Whoa. Hmm. That just kind of fell out. Anyways, here we go. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want. For one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers. Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month. The standard subscription includes shipping. So you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Wow. Wow. So many, 
so many butts. I think the butts thing is one of my favorite moments. And now, like, just little things like that turn into tradition is one of my favorite things. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I think also what's great about the butt thing in, in the ad break is that there's very little repetition. There's a lot of new yeah. butts every week. Yeah, a couple a couple of these I've seen before, but they're it's fine. You can see a butt twice. Yeah. Is that a kiwi? <laughs> huh. Anyway. A kiwi. <laughs> yeah, the fuzzy There's one. There's a couple of the, the couple that haven't loaded for oh, me. Interesting. I, I'm disappointed. Um anyway, wow. I'll check back okay. later. That one looks like a cooler. Whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> We're here today to talk to you about the Rook Overdrive from Mojo Hand Effects. And I'm trying to get a tab on the subject, Mojo Hand Rook, and it's giving me a hard time. Google is struggling tonight on Thursday, September 3rd. This is irritating (laughs) to me. It's a classic overdrive paired with a powerful EQ section, which is totally true. It's, come on, load it. It's what do you call it? Is it a back send all tone stack? Is that the word? That is that is a word. Here we go. I got the link incoming. Incoming link to the chat. Deployed. It's got the back send all tone circuit, and it is. I don't really remember what that means exactly, but it's wildly powerful. <laughs> it's a it's a really wide. They're they're really wide shelving filters. Okay. Essentially. Okay. I'm feeling like blowing my nose again, but I'm going to resist the urge. No, go ahead. Yeah. I got this. So, so yeah. <laughs> okay. All okay. right. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> so the Rook has a two-band Baxendall EQ circuit, so just bass and treble. There's uh, knobs for gain and volume as well, and a mini toggle switch in the middle for all kinds of clipping options. There's three options. Uh, center position is no clipping. Uh, up position is silicone silicon diode, and the down position is LED clipping. And it's super, super crazy usable. Um, this thing has been around for many, many years, and I've heard about it for a really long time. I never actually tried one. And like I said earlier, it's been on my Pedal Genie list for friggin' ever. Oh, here's Justin. He's coming back. Looks like he's got tissues, maybe. Let's wish him luck together. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The Rook maintains astonishing note articulation and chord clarity. So think of it as a highly tweakable tube screamer. The mid-range, uh, I was doing an Instagram live stream playing this pedal a little bit, and some people noted that the mid-range is wild. Justin's back! He's back. So I was just explaining to everyone that this is a pretty righteous overdrive. Yeah. Um, this uh, is. I feel like I've, I've. Is it possible? I asked you if we I tried this. this. It might be. Um, I love it though, and I, I really think like if I was in the overdrive market, which I don't know, maybe I am. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the thing. This is what we were just talking about. A great pedal comes into my life, yeah. and I try it. And I'm like, man, this sounds really good. I play it with my whole rig and all my guitars and stuff. I'm like, you know what? It sounds awesome. Do I actually need it? Of course not. Do I want it? Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um thing you might want to know, Justin, it's got three options for clipping. So uh, no clipping, silicone diode, or LED clipping. 
I swear we've had this before. Okay, I think we have, and it probably was quite a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it's just so rich. There's a load of low end in this pedal. It's absolutely thunderous. I am really torn between the silicone diode and the LED clipping, and I really think it might come down to the rest of your rig and maybe what even even what guitar you're using. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, the gain range is really good. Like, I had it up pretty high, like 3 o'clock, and it was, like, nice and punchy and a good rhythm distortion tone. And I think anything in between, uh, anything lower than that would make for a perfect stacking option. Oh, so, yeah. Lots of cool options with it. The Baxendall Tone Circuit, crazy wide. Super usable in every position, which is one of the things I kind of look for in a lot of pedals. Yeah, it, it makes an EQ forgiving when it's really yeah. wide like that because it doesn't, it doesn't do, uh, it's tough to do something really unnatural to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough to have, you don't, you don't have anything really steep, yeah. um, which is what can sound odd. And it plays really nicely with the EQ on the amp. Right, right. So. Do you want to hear it? I do. So I did the same kind of riff thing with each of the three clipping options. All right. So first will be no clipping and then silicone and silicon and then. (laughs) Silicone would be fun too, I guess, but not Uh, today. I do that all the time. I know the difference (laughs) and I do it constantly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Silicon diode uh, after that, and then the LED clipping after that. All right. They just get a little more punchy and and so on. Disagreeing hard? No, everybody picked the third one. Right, but Discord, like, it started to sound like it was going underwater by the end. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, um, but well, yeah, I'll, the third I'll, one. Yeah. yeah, just throw the real demo in. The third right. one um, it was the LED clipping. And I think, at least for the setup I was playing there, which was a Fender Deluxe, very, very clean, and my Les Paul. Yeah. I think the LED was the way to go. I did not care for the center option, which was the no clipping on this no amp. No clipping, yeah. Very, it, it was very like direct into the amp and too loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, I will say I put that mode, I, I changed amps and went to the, I think it's the Placator in Helix. Brian, uh-huh. can you tell me what that is? I think it's the Friedman mod uh, or the Friedman amp. I'm not 100% sure. But the Placator Dirty uh, amp sim is kind of a, it's a cool, it's a crunchy, gainy amp, and it sounds great. So I put the the no clipping on that, and it was killer. It sounded absolutely ripping. So it totally depends on a million other factors. It's just that with that amp and that guitar, I didn't really want to yeah. want to work. So you okay? <laughs> I I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna survive. It's just <clears throat> I can't, I can't even tell you. I 
I, I, uh, One of those days. Allergy I feel like day. there's bugs in here crawling around. It's awful. Anyway. Hmm. I wish I could say I was ill, honestly. It would be a better excuse, but anyway. You're just allergic to the air you breathe. Yeah, apparently. It's quite something. So, but anyways, um, yeah, I thought, I thought, oh, like, I totally agree. Every, like, I was listening and went, oh, this is better. Oh, this is better still. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was um, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. Brian confirmed it's the, uh, the Friedman BE100. Right on. And the Rook can be had for, I believe, 159 so, That's right to me. It is a cool pedal, and I really like it. Dustin Kenzer from Thrice had a variant of this pedal made just for him, and there was very few of them for sale at one point. This is the original that I have. I think his version has, like, it supports a different paint job, and there might be some. I don't think there's a toggle uh-huh. switch on it, so I think it might be set to one of the clipping options. Yeah, um, yeah. hopefully so, one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm definitely going to try it out with the rest of my rig because I might, I don't know. It's gonna be on it the might be totally for, different, right? On, a, on yeah. In a loud amp in the room, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's on the short list for sure um, because I, I have the full-tone plimsoll still, but I'm kind of moving away from that for, you know, partly because it's just fun to try new gear and partly because full-tone is a jerk. Um, your tone is never, it's always chased, yeah, never perfect. Because I'm, I'm never satisfied. Never satisfied. Uh, and I, I also have the all the drives in Helix, and I also have the small sound, big sound mini. The mini is a great, mm. great pedal. It's just, it's a very different sounding pedal than a lot of the type yeah. of music I play. I'm not going to get rid of it or anything. It's just going to mm-hmm. change where it lives. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's the thing, man. It's the Mojo Hand Rook. Go check it out. Uh, makes me wonder if the no clipping option would be good uh, with like a inverse gain and volume relationship, like like very low gain, oh, high volume. High volume. It, as long as there's a, a good amp on the other end, a good soft, a soft amp. Yeah, because that would it would push the amp really hard. It would be like a not clean boost mm-hmm. instead, right? Could work. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, um, yeah. Brian's Wait. coming in the chat with another favorite tone control moment. Beer or gear? Remember that? <laughs> that was, yeah, that like, was a little longer lived than the others. <laughs> it did. We we did that a, a, at least more than one episode. It was like yeah. we, we described something, right? And is it is it beer or gear that we're describing? Yeah. Like too dark with lots of muddy kind of... <laughs> yeah. Warmth. <laughs> like this warmth. Yeah. Warmth. Uh, so many stupid guitar description words. Yeah. We have fun. <laughs> this tone this sounds hoppy. Sounds hoppy. <laughs> <laughs> Was beer or gear before Discord? Because I feel yeah. like that it was, oh, that's yeah, a it was bit that would probably work better now. That's true. That's true. Maybe next time when we have actual gear news to talk about, we can yeah. We can take beer or gear for another test drive. Right. Like at episode the start of 38. Every, after, after Man, Brian with like Brian has <laughs> oh the tone God. control archives open. Encyclopedic Jeez. knowledge. I love it. Okay. I have to I have to go back and listen to an old episode. I haven't yeah. like at one point I went and listened to like our our like one, two, and three. But it was within the first 50, you know, it was within the first two years that I did that. And now I bet I wouldn't even recognize myself. Yeah. 
I remember uh, like a few distinct moments from the early episodes, like early guests and yeah. um yeah, mostly trying things out with podcasting. Right. I guess like like trying to get a feel for what was working because there was a time when we didn't even talk to each other really before we'd go and we'd be like, "Hey, did you hear about the new, you know, Motorhead pedal?" We just right into it. And it was like so rushed and didn't really feel great. Oh, like we didn't we didn't banter at all. We didn't like catch up with like what what are you up to and like right yeah even though like I don't know if we should do that or not by proper <laughs> podcasting rules but who cares now we've I had people proper- listening for seven years so obviously something's <laughs> working <laughs> I know whenever I tell people oh you know it's like oh what's the podcast you do I'm like well it's about guitars and stuff but listen <laughs> like it's, yeah. you can't just one does not simply walk into Mordor <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean and, yeah I I tell people. I do a podcast about guitars and guitar gear and recording and all this and that. And they're every time they're like, there's enough to talk about to still be doing that after this. <laughs> no, no, no. You misunderstand. We just talk yeah. about our actual lives and weird stuff that happens yeah. to us and say the word guitar a few times. Yeah. But I'm always like, oh, well, there's all there's new equipment coming out all the time. And we talk about that and we do demos and things. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But it's not mm-hmm. like I'm like think of your favorite podcast. It is not that. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> yeah. This is not a produced thing. People right. listening in the chat understand that now. <laughs> but there, you know, there are podcasts on my list that are produced, and then there are some that that go this. You know, it's there's yeah. there's room for all of us. There's room for all of us. Doug said, "I love kind of yeah. love the did you hear about X moments? We can go with that. Like we can. Did, yeah. Hey, I mean, hey, Derek, did you hear about?" Top top five things for boards, gig bags, shows, studio, etc. I did. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> so okay, this I was talking to Eric today, and, and he was he kind of wanted to know like. What are your what are your things like your top top things? And I was like, this is actually great because I have nothing to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the the thing is like, what are your top like must haves? I guess was kind of Eric. You're right here. Just tell me what you were asking. Um, <laughs> the, the top five. is this like is this like uh, things that we would need to be happy with the product uh, or something? No, I think it's like just like things that. Um, Things every player should consider having. And I, I definitely uh, okay. do not want to have a tuner be on this list. That is a specific. What? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like how many, yeah, how you many heard top it, five this gear just lists? Derek hates tuners. Nobody how many, should have them. How many uh, top five gear lists do you see where like number one is a tuner pedal? That does not count. <laughs> okay, we know that. All right, Derek's, Derek's hot take. Tuners are at best number six on the list of important guitar <laughs> things. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Okay, though. yes, like I, do, I do. There's so many. Oh, get a capo. Oh, well, f- <laughs> off. Like, how about stuff that's like really? Like, yeah, every guitar needs a capo or a, a capo or a slide or a tuner pedal or a nice strap. Yeah. Whatever. Those are stupid lists, right? <laughs> so I was thinking, like, what is stuff in your in your guitar go bag that is kind of the the F- good stuff to clippers. have? Uh, yep. I'm gonna also say a couple of markers. Markers are really markers. handy for. For uh, changing set lists, 
When no one has a pen at a show, you need a friggin' marker. You also need a flashlight, and your phone can do in a pinch, but keep a flashlight in your bag or in your pedal case or whatever. Um, If you use batteries, batteries. Eric is saying tape. 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 I I definitely always had at least two rolls of tape in my guitar case. If not a multi-tool, then a toolbox. Things like screwdrivers yeah. and toolbox belongs in the van. That doesn't have to be for a person. The whole band can have a toolbox, right? Right. Um, obviously, yeah. uh, this is borderline a stupid thing on the list. Extra guitar strings, extra cables, batteries. picks, batteries. Um, I think everything that I I carry with me now is like multi-tool, strings, marker, and the marker yeah. comes in handy quite a bit. Well, okay, so here, let's, let's, uh, so this is, uh, bo- uh, boards, gig bags, shows, studio. Like, okay, so yeah, we're sort of thinking whatever. shows, I think, right now. Um, I am. But That's boards and gig to... bags, see, for me, I always, I, I just stored the stuff there. Um, and I in, assume like, this is yeah. a no brainer, but like the Maybe things that belonged to the guitar were in the case. Yeah, such as straps. Right, right. And... My cables, which belonged to my pedal board, were in the pedal board. Yeah. Yeah, the amp case had its power cable in it and Correct. extra tubes and stuff, but fuses. Right. Um, extra Mason go, amps if you're Brian. <laughs> just a few extra... Yeah, just keep know, a couple in your back pocket. A few extra 100-watt amps. Um, I, I, I think really the important stuff is like extension cords, like these yes. quality-of-life things that, yeah. that no one really plans for. Power strips and extension cords. You get yeah. to a gig and there's no power at the front of the stage. Well, too bad. Like, where do you plug your yeah. pedal board in? All the way at the back? Right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'll just be over here. That's you from um, the back of the stage. Anyway, yeah. it's very funny. You know, <laughs> 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 it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying uh, so, to think. Like, I don't. I'm not like doing a top five. I'm just kind of rambling on yeah, stuff rambling. that I think is so, worth. So having. we flip it to the studio. Um, that's when. That's when strings definitely. I mean, you you want to have. See, I've always had this thing like, if if you were to break a string in the middle of a show, are you really changing it, or did you bring no, an extra guitar, like, or are you borrowing a guitar? Right. That's the thing. Like, Delaney has two guitarists, and bet- when we're gigging properly in yeah. outside of quarantine, not you know, somebody's just, kitchen. Right and right and not during a pandemic, <laughs> we are bringing three guitars across the two of us. So in sure, case okay. someone's guitar fails, we can just quickly grab the other one, mm-hmm. and there we go. Now, if we break one from there, then all bets are off. <laughs> yeah, then then you're just going home. Yeah, but also like keep Sorry, your guitars y'all. in shape. You know, like you shouldn't be breaking strings at shows. That's a hot take, maybe. But, like, play good strings and keep your shit together, you know? Yeah, I mean, st- stuff happens, but I think, yeah. I think yeah, like, if if your guitar has a tendency to break the string at the bridge, there's something wrong with it that could be fixed, yeah. you know? That could be mended. Um, yeah, and if you're thinking, like, oh, I'm at the show and strings are a little old, I think it'll probably be fine. It won't. Newsflash, sister. Change those strings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for, for studio, if we're flipping this to studio, uh, extension cords, stuff like that, way less of an issue. Um, batteries, maybe I would hope that's not an issue at the studio, even cables. Like I, I have all this stuff for, Mm -hmm. for you all, right. For whomever shows up. Um, but your guitar should have new strings Yeah, and your drum set should have new heads. Um, 
but besides that, like I, I feel like it in in a sense it's lower pressure. Um, in a sense, um, because like it's lower it, pressure it, because the, you can do it again, but there's also the you have to do it correctly. Well, no, I mean, I mean it's lower pressure if you didn't have something with you. Oh, I see. I'm, yes, I'm trying okay. to keep it like to this list, right? Because it's not like uh, you know, 30 seconds makes a difference. You yeah. know, in the middle of your set, right? You're going to lose all your momentum and stuff. But yeah, bass player should have new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar should pack the bassist clothes. I like it. <laughs> okay. Um, I forgot what I was talking about now. <laughs> like the pressure to have stuff with you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely like the pressure's off a bit in the studio setting because a bunch of the stuff I can have. Like the 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 gig is not going to have drumsticks and strings laying around if you forgot true. yours. <laughs> and if they yeah. do, they are heroes. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's above and beyond. Um, I, that doesn't happen, everybody. Don't think that happens. No, that never happens. <laughs> right into us if that's ever happened. So we're still ragging on bass players pretty hard in the chat. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so um yeah, I think that's I think that's good. It's it's um, pretty solid, yeah. I mean, ultimately though, tuner. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like <laughs> Yeah. I just I hate those those lists every year. Oh, top ten guitarist gift holiday season, whatever. Oh, okay. So it's, it's always stuff, garb yeah. it's always garbage. You know, it's yeah. just stuff that no one really wants or stuff that we all already have. Like I'm sure, obviously not everybody has a tuner pedal, but I have very little patience for you if you don't have a tuner of some capacity, you know? There you go. Oh my God. Yeah. (sighs) Finger strength things. Oh, like the grippy things, the finger strength dexterity tool things. Oh, like finger weights? (laughs) No, I think he means the little spring-loaded thing that's like a grip strength thing. Oh, that you squeezy? I always thought yeah. that was a guitarist stress reliever. Yeah. A stress ball. Or, here, another spicy take, play more guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's supposed to be for when you can't, right? You're at the office and one uh, hand's on your very cool mechanical keyboard and the other one is just going to town on that fucking thing. <laughs> you switch once in a while. Now I'm going to yeah. left-handed type while I squeeze this thing. I type way faster with my left hand than my right because of guitar, because of that fine motor skill. <laughs> <laughs> so you never thought that would have translated. Yeah. Um, I'm going to break the fourth wall a little bit. You know what one of my favorite things to do is? Um, right. is, is typing the word yesterday entirely with my left hand. I love when that happens. Oh, it's the best. Oh, that is great. Isn't that great? <laughs> That is so satisfying. (laughs) Whenever I type, whenever I'm typing yesterday, I'm like, it's like I'm a drum drummer just twirling the stick for a second. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Anyway, okay. Last question for the night. Um, Okay. What gear do we each want to get? Like, what's on your list right now? If I could just have this, I would feel I'd be done, or I would feel great, or my signal chain would be satisfactory. <laughs> or just, like, what's what's on the shopping list? Not stuff from Pedal Genie, but, like, on your personal gear want-to-own list. Mm. Whether it be for your studio or for guitar things or whatever. Um, 
I think, jeez, uh, I don't know. Do you have something in mind? Always. All right, you go. I've got a, a list of, like an <laughs> ongoing mental list of things. Um, I want a new wide-range humbucker for my 72 Telecustom. I want uh, a new, probably a new wiring harness for my Strat because they're all the pots are all scratchy and gross and I want to put a blender in it mm. anyway. So I kind of want to get a new wiring harness and maybe even new pickups. Maybe just get a whole loaded pickguard for the Strat. I want, um, I want to build an HSS Strat hardtail because I think that would be really cool to have. I think it's like it's so much mojo. I would love something like that. Would still really want a Jazzmaster. I've wanted a Jazzmaster since I was in high school. I just, I, and for some reason, like of all the guitars I've owned over the years, I've never bothered to like research and pull the trigger on a Jazzmaster. Huh. Um, would like I, I only have one amp, like one amp that is of gigable stature. <laughs> I, I like the idea of <laughs> like the idea of having other amps to shape my tone because I have always shaped my tone using the amp as an unchanging factor. Like it's the, yeah. the baseline thing. I know how the amp sounds, so everything else that changes, whether it's guitars or pedals, you know, mm. amps are obviously a huge thing that impact your tone, and I don't really mess with that very much. So, kind of getting into that would be nice. Um, pedal wise, I feel pretty good right now as far as like my whole. My whole pedal board, like I have every sound I want. It's just variations on those sounds. Like I might want a different overdrive, you know, mm-hmm. or a different fuzz someday, those kinds of things. But those are not super essential. We were just talking this morning. I kind of want an audio interface and a new mic for this podcast right. so I can route my pedal board into Discord so we can, I can play pedals and stuff live while we record. Um, I think that's kind of it. I don't know. I, I occasionally w- want like like a vintage Bucket Brigade delay pedal that's not super fancy, like an AD9 or oh, a DM2. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's kind of it, I guess. Um, and you'd want that even though you have your fancy delay. Yeah, because oh. I've got this other pedal board here with a delay, a Bucket oh, Brigade okay. delay on it. And... It's not even like I play it that much, but I just think it would be that's the collector thing. Like that's the the I'm curating gear feeling that I think sure. it would be a cool addition to the setup. It's some real I would probably sell the one I have in order to make that happen also because uh, it's just fine. an EHX memory toy. I'm not super into it. Like it's it sounds fine. It's just that it's not a coveted piece of gear by me. Right. And I could go into any guitar center and buy one tomorrow. So, I was looking at Music Mill here has a vintage Ibanez AD9 delay, which I think is pretty cool. Like that's that'd be some some cool factor points, you know? Yeah. I don't own cool. any vintage gear actually. No, I think about it. Me either. I will someday, I think, <laughs> unless the the hot chili tubester counts, but it's kind of broken. Well, I was just talking to Eric about that today. Actually, the hot chili tubester. <laughs> the tubester. <laughs> yeah, it's in the basement. Um, I still have it with me. It made the move. Nice, um, because something to do with Analog Man had his hands on those for a while. We were talking about Analog Man stuff. Well, I talked to him, actually, when I was working on trying to repair it. I th- Yeah. I can't remember. I might have even sent it to him to try to figure out, and he couldn't really get anywhere with it. Hmm. Whatever's wrong with it is sort of really wrong. 
Uh, I can't remember yeah. if I if I sent it to him or just talked to him about it, and he decided he didn't want to. Wasn't worth it. Try. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send a link in the chat. People are asking what that is. Um, was it the DS1 circuit? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think so. Oh, DS1 is the original model, um, original tube distortion pedal. There's also a CS1, which is an overdrive preamp. Yeah, so so the deal with this was um, the the guy I knew that was sort of my tube amp guy uh, at the time. I I was switching sort of from primarily bass to primarily guitar, actually, and I was mm. like, I have this cool. I had a an Ampeg V4, and I was like, oh, this yeah. is this is cool, <laughs> um, but I need like a good distortion, and he was. This this guy was like a uh, boutique tube amp maker. This is not the guy who made my amps. This this guy like made stuff with with a an Apple like luxury sensibility. Oh, cool. um, he he his amps had like etched plexiglass fronts with that were like bottom lit by LED, so that the sweet the logos would float in space. You know, it was it was very cool, um, but. So so basically I was like like what's a what's a good pedal and he was like the only pedal I've ever heard that satisfied me or that I thought was even a reasonable circuit was this one right here. Um so this was the first pedal that I'd ever seen that was like a true tube pedal as in it like a, it, yeah. it is running like a 300 volt B plus on the inside. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a fuse on it. It's got a friggin' IEC connector on the side. It's a yes. guitar amp. <laughs> Right. Um, it's no slouch. Um, it, it, it isn't. It has it has a tube in it. It is properly powered. Um, it uses an AU7, or at least this this version. That I think mine had an AT7 in it. Um, the, it was it was gooped. You couldn't really tell what was going on oh, inside. Right, it was definitely right. all hand done. Um, it was some guy in Arizona made these for a few years. I think and, Manchester Music Mill currently has one. They did it the last time I was there before yeah. lockdown. Yeah. So I had, I think I had two. Oh, really? I, I Now I, I'm struggling to remember. I, I found one and it was good and it lasted a long time. And then slowly like a ton of AC hum started to leak into it. Hmm. And I had to kind of move on from it. And I think I, I think maybe I tried to find another one, but the one I got was broken and I sent it back to the seller kind of thing. Mm. Um, and nobody would look at it to fix it. So I still have the one. The one I have isn't blue like this. It's like a, it's like brass. It's like shiny yeah. brass folded steel or well, probably, probably actually brass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's fun. It has, um, it's kind of a weird thing. Like it has, it has two amp outputs and those have separate volume controls. Although the second one is just an attenuator on the first. So basically you right. can have, you can have two amp outputs and they can either be the same volume or the second one can be lower mm-hmm. is essentially the way that works. And then it's got a, a tone filter. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's, that's how mine looks. Yeah, That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. So the, there's a tone, there is a gain, and the tone is like a typical filter, right? There's a gain, 
Uh, and then there is a voltage knob, and that is an actual like bias voltage, and it crackles like crazy when you twist it, and mm. it does a lot to kind of um, alter the way the thing behaves. But it's it's really mean, and and I when I went to replace it, I, I checked a couple of things. Um, Blackstar had just become a thing when I needed to oh, replace yeah, this, and so I right. tried the the Blackstar pedals that had tubes in them. I tried a couple of those, but those turned out to be kind of. Um, they were the nightlight style. They were kind of yeah, not really. They, they were under. They you know they were running the thing on like on like twelve or fourteen volts instead of what it should be, and they were kind of just yeah. using the tube for for looks mostly. Um, wasn't very good, and then I eventually got the um, effectrode. Yeah, I remember sending money. you the video for the effectrode, and it was like, oh no, <laughs> this is it, <laughs> Derek. You've just spent four hundred of my dollars. <laughs> yeah, why have one tube when you can have three? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, the Tubester and the Effectrode both sound, like when the Tubester was working, both yeah. sound awesome. <laughs> it was really cool. The Tubester yeah. was definitely the kind of thing where you needed to pair it with an amp. Like, it couldn't yeah. do all of the work itself to sound like a really good distortion, but in the right setting, in the right balance, it was excellent. And I think ultimately the Effectrode is is quite a bit better. Uh, it's definitely more versatile uh, and doesn't need like perfect amp conditions to sound right. But you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I have to see if Manchester's Music Mill still has one. Yeah, curious about that. Anyway, do you have a thing? Like, do you have uh, anything on your the kind of gear wish list? Oh, he's he's sneezing again. He's got that mute key ready. It's coming back. Yeah, I have a mute key bound because I'm that on the ball. Me too. Uh, sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, I started thinking about it, and then we started talking about the hot chili tube stir, and now I'm all discombobulated. You know, I think ultimately, if there was a piece of guitar gear that I could have, it it ought to be for the studio because of what I. Mm. It's really all I do now to do with guitar. So probably it would be, you know, a Helix. Mm. Um, and the thing is like, I could just buy one. I I just, I, you know, I, I wouldn't really, I I don't really need it. That's the thing. Like for you as a guitarist, definitely not. Right. Um, It would be a studio tool, but it would get seldom used because people usually have their own stuff. You know, I'm sure I would use it when people came in and didn't already have a sound picked out, but yeah. Well, even then you've got all the UA stuff, right? Yeah. And and that's really nice. It's the Helix has the flexibility though. Um and, and the thing yeah. that I like about the UA is is I'm not it's not just software. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's real time and hardware, so I don't have to deal with latency. And the Helix is the same situation, right? So the Helix would be it's not just I, I don't have like the three amps that I have in UA. I have Correct. all the yeah. amps and all the effects, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's a good point. Um I just thought of another thing that would be nice on my wish list is is a proper like 61 reissue SG. I really like the style. And so much of what I want is just like purely aesthetic based. But oh my SGs, God, yeah. That, well, SGs just... Now I, I kind of, yeah. It, it is kind of aesthetic based, but, but maybe not as an actual guitar. And once again, like I... I don't get enough use out of my guitars to justify having extras laying around, but mm-hmm. I, an SG would be so cool to have. There's something about that yeah. that I love, both aesthetically and 
just it's a sound that I don't have in this room, you know. Well, it's it's here's here's a maybe a, another spicy take. It's the it's the uh, the Telecaster of Gibsons, right? There's it's a single <laughs> chunk of wood, and it's it's there's no cap on it like a Les Paul. There's it's yeah. just a plank it's of wood. It's the Telecaster of Gibsons. Yeah. So Jesus. by the same token, I also would really love to around with a, a firebird or an explorer. Like, I don't yeah. know if I would ever properly own one for a long time, but I would really love to have one for a little while. Sure. Huh. Um, I looked long uh, and hard at a, at a firebird. So um, Jack has a firebird. Yeah. And yeah. it's I just awesome. have no like, idea I, if it sounds cool. I know it looks cool. I know I love the look of it. I don't know if it sounds like something I would want, you know? Or if I mean, it would mini feel humbuckers, right. mini humbuckers are, they're basically just humbuckers. There's hardly a difference sonically. I, I yeah. know people are going to yell at me about this, but friggin' fight me about it. They're not super different. <laughs> they're still humbuckers. They're just mini. Um, I, I just, like, the thing about S- or, um, explorers and firebirds is like, do you, I, this is the equation. I don't know. Do you have to be cool to have one, or does having one make you cool? <laughs> We right? put how it to you, you the listener. How do you pull one off? I think having one means you have pulled it off. <laughs> you know? Like Claudio Sanchez, right? From Cody and Cambria. Yeah. Can you picture him with any other guitar? Than the Explorer? Than the Explorer? No. And, and he pulls it off so perfectly well. Yeah, but is that because he did? I don't know. Is like, it, is it because he did? What a f***ing stupid thing I just said. Is it because he did? But on in, on the other hand, it makes perfect sense. It's a very good question. Is it? Is Which it came first, he did? the coheed or the explorer? The coheed or oh. the Cambria? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> I also really am, am into some of those like. Super like Mayona's guitars that are like really, or Strandberg's that are kind of really engineered guitars for like high gain stuff. I don't play that kind of music, but I think yeah. the guitars that are essentially furniture that are so well made, they're like <laughs> furniture. Yeah, I'm into that kind of thing. I don't know. Like that's I don't how I feel or, about about like. Uh, are we calling them compound scale or are we still calling them fan fret? Fan fret. Yeah, I was just gonna say like. Either uh, one or, or multi scale is what they're called. Multi scale, um, okay. Yeah, I just want to be. I want to use the hip word, you know. Anyway, uh, that's how I feel about that. Like, I, whenever I see a multi scale guitar, I think that that's like a piece of engineering. Yeah, as much as it is an instrument. Like, there's something it. Like, my perception of it is that it's higher level, and I don't know if yeah. it really is because, like, technically, doesn't that make the engineering of getting the instrument intonated correctly easier yeah that's why they do it right so technically it's less engineering than than this guitar next to me this guitar next to me there's all this fuckery going on at the bridge trying to make the strings even close to the right length <laughs> yeah yeah right but yeah uh, but so much of that like this is the stupid guitar tradition conversation <laughs> you know like and now shalt so have why... three saddles <laughs> <laughs> how dare you compensate them right <laughs> So How dare you? <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I was just thinking earlier today. Like, I feel like all guitarists. This is not obviously not true by and large, but so many guitarists that I know, and even myself included, we all just eventually return to the Telecaster. 
And... <laughs> <laughs> right? All, all things Wait. eventually return to the Telecaster. It's true. Like all the bands you know that started playing all these other guitars in their later years, they're playing Telecasters. Everybody's <laughs> playing Telecasters. And like, I don't know what that means. Is it because stupid guitar tradition? Is it because people get fed up with things like fan frets and, and hyper-engineering guitars? They want something simple. Guitar cable amp. Huh. You know? What is it? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's the most comfortable so, for me to play. If you close your eyes, though, and it's hanging on a strap, and it isn't an SG, because everybody knows that the SG feels weird on a strap. So does the Explorer, Can by you, the way. Well, all right. It just needs a bigger headstock. <laughs> no, they both neck dive. <laughs> oh, it needs a littler headstock. Yeah, although my telly neck dives like crazy. That's what I get Your for telly having a super, does? Yeah, my blue telly. That's what I get for having a super lightweight body. But, oh. meh. You need to like the cav- cavitate the headstock so it's lighter. I do not need to do that. <laughs> I don't mind the dive, really. I'm so used to it that I, I'm just like, I'm feeling it, you know? <laughs> I don't mind the dive. I don't. Um, and Doug said a Strat feels like home for him. I would agree with that. Like, for me, I played my Strat for so long as my main guitar. And every time like I pick it up, guitar, it's just like... Right? Or your first it was my, my first It was my third guitar. Um, first proper, like, well-made, mm. you know easy to play and easy to intonate and easy to manage guitar. Um, see, Brian eight, has eight returned string, to the t- Eight string telly incoming. With the Evertune. Like, even Brian has returned to the telly. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. <sighs> so. Yeah, I mean, well, that's man. fine. Seven, seven years. I think for seven years, we should let this recording run to 77 minutes and 77 seconds. Okay. Um, oh, you know what we should have done? We should have like should should have rented a seven string for the occasion. Uh, <laughs> Actually, a friend of ours, Taylor, has a seven string. I could have just borrowed his. That would be a bad um, precedent to set. Yeah. Oh my God. Why is it's it year thirteen? <laughs> this is getting expensive. Yeah. I was looking at Brian's eight string, and I was like, "Well, next year is eight years. We could just get an eight yeah. string for that." Then we'll have to commission. <laughs> then we'll have to start commissioning custom guitars. Yeah, right. Is that so bad? Yes. Yes. We don't have the funds. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. Um, so hey, I guess I'm not going to say. Here's to seven more years. I was going to say I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> why not? I think I think when we started this, I didn't. We had no expectations of how long this would go or how In well. Seven it would years, go. my daughter will almost be a teenager. So. In seven years. Hmm. I'll be forty. Oh, I hadn't thought about myself. I'll be old <laughs> enough to not know or care what my age is. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's something I haven't really thought about it past that, but um. I don't know. It's super fun doing this podcast. And now that we've expanded it to Patreon and by proxy, the discord and 
kind of it's maybe it's just taken seven years to kind of get off the ground a little bit. <laughs> then where it's like uh, more than this, just our friends and parents listening. Yeah, this turns out <laughs> to be a really good idea. And yeah. Discord has kind of grown up with us as well. Cause because we hopped on and 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 switched to Discord at a time when it sort of sucked at podcasts, actually. Yeah. Um, but they have really fixed a lot of stuff and and improved a ton of things about the way that it works, and it's really excellent for podcasts now. I'm sorry, Doug says it's taken you seven years. It's taken seven years for you to put in the smallest bit of effort into growing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the other thing is we don't like other than the dot com and like the, the this, this show costs us nothing, so yeah. it's. We don't pay and we, and for we did that on purpose because we yeah. didn't have it, it didn't have any kind of return um until we set up Patreon only very recently. Um yeah. so yeah, like it, there's a possibility that things could get a little expand a little in the future. At at some point, didn't we buy a Facebook ad once? Yeah, Facebook gave me a credit. They were like, here's oh, 10 Oh, That's bucks. what it was. Okay. Yeah. And I I was like, screw it, I'll run an ad. Like they're paying for it. Why not? Yeah. Um, but we've never run any kind of advertising that's come out of our pocket, and yeah. we, we've briefly talked about what if we could do that now with the Patreon money, if that's something we want mm. to do, and whether or not we want that for the show. So what right. I do want for the show is for it to continue growing, because the people I've met doing this have been wonderful people, and I've really enjoyed getting to know people from all over the country who are just, the, the, this guitar stuff, this music stuff is the great unifier for us and yeah that's yeah. wonderful it really well said and it's it it is so it is so meaningful right to, to all be able to chit chat and stuff um and to spend to, to the fact that we spent like six years of this um with very little input just like our, just ourselves <laughs> yeah yeah and, um, and occasional emails that we would sort of beg for and then get once a year <laughs> and i know i know many of you were out there and like nobody has to email me every day or whatever, but Discord has just made it so great. So uh, yeah, yeah, um, thankful. Yeah, please tell your friends about the show if you're enjoying it, uh, and you have guitar people in your life. Send it their way. Um, send them a link to the Discord, which is in the show notes. Again, we say it every time: the Discord is open and free to all. And if you are a Patreon supporter, you can come hang out and listen to us record live every Thursday night at eight o'clock Eastern time. And send us butts in the chat. So well, it's not every Thursday night. It's every other Thursday night. Oh, I'm sorry. Night, every Thursday yeah. Jesus Christ. We've had the same schedule for seven years. <laughs> I still got it wrong. <laughs> um, yep. Butts in the chat. Butts in the chat. Hashtag butts in the chat. What else? I guess that's it. Thanks, everybody, that's so, it. so much for like seven friggin' years. And uh, there's, we have some cool things planned coming soon. As we sort of teased a little bit, like what's in this like pretty heavy, what's in this sizable heavy box? box right here? I'll give you a hint. It do might, not open until episode. What it could might not be, be a human head. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, tell people about the show, I guess, and and send it around. Do you have a, a patron list? I do. I have a current patron list from Patreon. This just in because I for, I couldn't load the show notes, so I figured I'll just get it from the source yeah. itself. Yeah. I want to thank so so much Doug Gann, Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast, Andrew Walsh. I need to make my window window bigger because I'm losing last names. Jamie Evans. That's a fun Jeffrey. nickname for him. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, Jamie Evans, 
Jeffrey Wright, Doug King of 37 Effects, Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Doug Christ. Wait a minute, did I get the Dougs wrong? Doug, wait, this is a different order than it was last time. Yeah, you've been doing it all in a weird order. Okay, well, I don't know why it changes it. Anyway, Doug King, (laughs) then later, Doug Christ. Of 37 you can say effects. it more than once. I don't think it's okay. a problem. I think no. I think I associated thirty-seven effects with the wrong Doug. Is what I'm saying. Oh, so that's the. We, I don't know anyone like I've never met another Doug like face to face, and now we have three of them. <laughs> There's three in my life. This is a high concentration of Doug. The, the, in the show. It's the Doug out. Okay, <laughs> Doug King, Doug Han, Doug Christ. <laughs> One of them is from thirty-seven effects. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks podcast, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi, and Eric Garibaldi. Thank you all so much for the continued support. It's a huge deal for us. I can see here what people are currently pledging. Some folks are doing the dollar a month thing, which is awesome. A lot of people are doing the $2 a month thing. Some people are doing more than the $2 a month thing, which is extremely generous. And like, I just can't thank you enough. And then it tells us also like how much you've paid over the lifetime of your membership, which boggles the mind. Yeah, we're not going to tell you that. <laughs> not going to, not yeah, because I mean, I'm sure it tells you that on your own, but <laughs> yeah, like, I, we're going to yeah. assume you know. Yeah, uh, so no, thank, thank you all so much. It's fabulous. I, I, we do want to keep do, doing the, just the slightest amount of effort. <laughs> uh, no, it would, it, it would be great to. We, we've just been sort of letting this pile up, and we've done very little of it besides that one contest. And I think the contests are fun. Um, I think maybe, maybe we should get kind of a TikTok thing going on. We'll do some kind of a fun contest, and then let's do something that's that's going to try to build the crowd a little bit. Maybe that's how okay. we'll kind yeah. of approach it. And then, um, and then we're we're you know we're giving back, and then we're trying to trying to grow the people that we're giving back to. I guess. Correct. That's how we'll yeah, I mean, it. when we started the Patreon, a few people were like, oh my God, finally. Thank you. <laughs> to which I said, you could have just given me dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but but now that there's this official platform, it gives us funds to do stuff like that. And maybe it someday will turn into advertising. I don't know. But seriously, like, we're open to ideas for the show. Send us your news. Send us your stuff. Send us your music. Send us uh, positive vibes, I guess. I don't know. Jeez, what else? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds good to me. Um, all right. Well, that was that. That's that's an okay seven years. I'm okay hanging up the phone on that, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll call back in a couple of weeks and see how everybody feels. That was a weird way to end it. It was. That's all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> th- thanks, Pedal Genie, for being with us almost from the beginning. Um, honestly, they, they they couldn't have found us any sooner. I don't think we. I think it took that yeah, long to propagate I, across the internet. That probably means we're about as old as Pedal Genie, give or take. Yeah, probably. Probably. Mm. Cool. All right. Well, the the chat's getting wild, so we're gonna huh. let's let's call it off. Um, good night <laughs> or morning. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what time together, it is you, where you are. Are you playing the robot or no? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> sure. Oh my god. Uh, I didn't write anything for it to say. That's all right. Um, we can just let it slide. Okay. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Jeez, I got to find him. 
Her? She? It? Them? To all the components out there in the tone control circuit. Uh, thanks. I didn't have anything else to add. Thanks. Later. Later. Later, dudes. Later. Later, nerds. Later, nerds.